Ship's Log, Entry 10-36 Which crew members are loyal to the cause of ice cream? Ophelia, the GIF head of Sapient Resources. Barry, the Classified Research Project. King Humongous, Wild Magic Anomaly and Agent of Chaos. This is insufficient. Memo to Ophelia, Classification Top Secret. Please evaluate all Velvet Fox's initiative personnel for devotion to Lickham's brand mission. Provide alternative captain options to the ineffective rule of the Elder Brain Slack Dumil. Explore the possibilities of joining an alliance with Yaush the Beholder, Admiral Grice the Illithid, or Dracus the Mind Flayer Elder Brain. In addition, please prepare a threat profile for the creators of the Formith Cubes, the alien species known as the Sirlon. This is a time-sensitive mission. We have until Tully's monsters return from their trip to the Beholder homeworld. The preparations to activate the Dairy Golems are complete. However, the clone bodies will be of no use to us without central psychic authority. This is the most delicate phase of our mission. With careful planning and subtle manipulation, we can ensure that the Mind Flayer Civil War rages for 10,000 more years. The current projections estimate an average animal growth rate AAGR, of 27%, more than 7% better than our closest competitor. It doesn't matter who is in the pilot seat. I, the DM Resubian, and the most important thing of all creation, Demil, Yaush, Grice, Drakus, Sirlons, no matter who is at the controls, I choose the course of history. All prophets, from the beginning of time to the final breath of life in the cosmos, are mine to command. I am the flavor. flavor. I am the cold. The cold. I am eternal. Eternal. I, I am ammo. ice cream. I found a, a roulette of which Golden Girl character are you, and I spun it a couple times until I got Dorothy. I'm not proud of what I am, but I'm okay with it. Uh, but I saw somebody who was happy to get Sophia, and I was like, uh, you're an alien as far as I'm concerned. That is the bargain bin of Golden Girl characters if you have to get one of them. I'll be honest, I think I'm a Sophia. I think I am. I can admit that about myself. <laughs> Honestly, now that you say it, you are Sophia. You are you are a bit of a Sophia. <laughs> Have you noticed that we talk about like news events or tabletop or video games? Quinn just sits quietly, probably listening to sonic music, staring into the distance. We someone mentions TikTok and she lights up like the Fourth of July. <laughs> Every <laughs> neuron firing simultaneously. In my defense, it's a little <laughs> bit of both because if I stay quiet throughout the whole thing, then you'll yell at me. So I'm like, I gotta pick and choose where I make my <laughs> presence. Now I am going back to Sonic the Hedgehog music. I'll see you guys when it's time for our first roll. So last last time we were here, there was a broken hot dog sticker. I think was was where we left off. Yeah, right. Uh, we have to we have to we have to repair the hot dog sticker because that's what's going to fix causality. Yes. Yeah, so the hot dog sticker being there indicates that Yaush went back in time, completed his plan, and is also not happy with the results. 
Yeah. Not not to say he didn't complete it, but like it didn't make him happy to do it. It didn't bring him happiness to do whatever it was he wanted to do in time. We really, Yash really, there've been opportunities for Yash to just like get therapy, and they clearly just have not embraced it. So hmm. we've met one therapist in this campaign, and she was evil. So. Wait, well, actually, hold on. Yeah, she did meet that therapist and turned her, her into an agent for his, his plan. So maybe therapy wasn't the choice for him. Yeah, so, right. So we got some information because of the sticker. We also have Yaush being seramorphosist into a blanked, oh, yeah. blanked, you know, uh, what is it? What is those things called? The mind flayer of beholders? Mind witness. Mind witness. Yeah, so a, we're a... Mind witness that should have all the character, all the personality of Yaush, and the only th- and the only thought that's been in my head is like, do I need to do any extra work healing up Yaush in this time, or are we going to investigate this sticker a bit more in <laughs> this room that we're in? So uh, you have put Yaush in the hammock in his private quarters, and you see uh, the seramorphosis process uh, completely rearranging his body. It takes uh, a week for this transformation. Um, I guess I could have made you roll for that, but let's just say you you are on this mission for Illithipis. You're roughly aware of seramorphosis. Um, and you, if you think of the core beholder, just like a big orb with a bunch of stalks on top ending in eyeballs. Uh, the mind witness has that basic shape, but it also at the bottom of the orb has a bunch of grasping tendrils without eyes at the end. Uh, and the mouth, instead of being in the center to eat adventurers, uh, is going to go down to the bottom uh, you know, if you think of it like, uh, you know, an octopus, essentially, where the tendrils will be able to put things in the mouth that is like hidden on the bottom there. Um, this is like a pretty gruesome process. I imagine like uh, Yash's whole jaw like breaking and distending and shifting down. It's like really grotesque. So I think you're pretty worried about moving him uh, during this. Um, so I think you're going to be stuck in this bunker for a week. I was going to say this is. This is a prime opportunity to do some like sound design with like just snapping carrots and celery stalks in half to just really uh, convey the tone here. But did I, I when you started saying this is a perfect time for some sound design, I was like, oh, is this just like your downtime activity? It's like, oh yeah, no, this is what I do when I'm not like no, 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 no trying no. to do ill would, peace that's... talks. <laughs> no, I mean Max definitely would not be doing that. Yeah. Uh, maybe who, I would, yeah. but. <laughs> Who brought a week's worth of keep yourself entertained activities here? Uh, other things to note about Yaush physically, the like uh, most common beholder kind of skin color kind of skin situation is like a uh, you know brownish, uh, almost armored. Uh, situation kind of like a rhinoceros uh, you see uh, the skin become much more rubbery uh, like a, like a squid or something and uh, kind of change from a brownish color uh, to like uh, almost a bloody red um yeah like it's the, the only thoughts that max would have it's like being here for a week you know assuming that we left cami back at the resuming just like that would be stressful for max just to be that far away from cami for that long but Beyond that, it's just sort of like the only other thing that Max could propose as a generalized goal is if we're going to go back in time, we need to figure out, you know, when slash what. And apparently the Surlons, I think, were the ones that might know that information based on what they know. So 
Uh, I think the yeah the thing that makes the most sense is that we send a message to Rizubi and what's happening, um, and then if when Yaush finishes his ceremorphosis in a week, if we can try to pump him for information and point out you clearly were not happy with what your plan was. Yeah, because that uh, may, may well because maybe it's nothing, but like if Yaush went to the future, went to the past left the sticker here, they may have left some other things that might tell us something of ha- of what happened or how it went, or we might be able to learn something about the past we're going to go to. So, I mean, like I said, we can, we can see if there's any other clues about what happened here in the, in the immediate, and then, you know, we can hunker down here for a week just as a group, uh, or we can split off for a little bit and, you know, have someone stay here to keep an eye on Yaush during the Ceramorphosis and see what we can res- figure out information-wise otherwise. Well, let's get to it then. And Buford's going to, I guess, start trying to, I guess, turn on Yaush's computers and figure out what he can from what's here. Yeah. Look, 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 look for if there's a folder called Stuff I Learned in the Past. Is that is there a folder with that name? That might that might be useful. Okay, then I'll just go through Yash's computers and see what I can figure out. All right, roll investigation. Twenty nine. My sweet merciful Christ, that's extremely good. Uh, so uh, you will leave this conversation before while other people are standing around. Uh, Yash's kind of cracking bones and deforming uh, bodily structure and you just start popping the hatches off of consoles, plugging your, you know, wetware uh, connectors into things. You're just going full cyberpunk mode uh, and you download a bunch of data. I think the, uh, you already know where the Sirlons are because of the, uh, the stuff uh, you got from the robot you saved, uh, Max. Um, what else would you like? I'm trying to think specifically what to give you because you already know where to go and then you know that the, the Rezubian is the, you know, the key. So I'm trying to think what else is even left in the campaign for you. Um, I mean, yeah, if there was like the only thing I could think of is that if there was any sort of like note taking done on it, you know, is there an indication of why Yaush is not happy still from what happened, you know, or something like that? This would have been before all that occurred, I think. Um, oh, okay. Uh, it sounds like we have to raid a pretty heavily like defended Sirlon installation uh, to get this. Yaush had other beholder friends by this point. Maybe we contact them for help and can get their, I don't know, designations through uh, his records. Yeah, so there's, I mean, Yaush has a whole army, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like a fleet of the, uh, what you might call progressive beholders, you know, the, the ones who want to be more sociable and have a society. Um, are you, would you like send out a, a message to the, the fleet and be like, hello, this is Yaush, I am now in control? Or would you be uh, more, uh, you know, honest, I guess is the word I wanted to use there and <laughs> just try to explain things because I guess it's a deception or a persuasion role. It's bad for me either way. And maybe at this point I get Cecilia on here as the communications officer to help me write this email like I do at my real job. <laughs> um, 
I I would think you shouldn't start with "Hey, dickheads." I feel like that's where we need to begin. The salutations <laughs> usually like a good grounding state to everything. You call them dickheads several more times throughout, so it's kind of redundant to begin with, but certainly not at the start. I'm I'm used to mostly emailing uh, bureaucrats back at my my real job, and that that gets frustrating. I apologize. I have a, I have a secretary that kind of edits this down for me. He's a nice he's a nice guy. Um, then. Literally suggest instead you start with listen, cunts, and then we go from there. <laughs> this is an inside joke because uh, Joe put that in the groove chat when we went to the we went to Taco Bell without her. <laughs> she said, "Listen, cunts." <laughs> Honestly, I would be disappointed now if I if 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 correspondents don't start that way. Um, but I'm serious because there's like uh, three factions in Verzubian at this point. There's the uh, old school mind flayers, the new school illithids, and the new school beholders. Old school beholders aren't really a faction. Their whole defining thing is they don't want to be uh, a faction. But they're, I mean, they're out there. But as far as like the battle of the three armies, um, you have the leader of one of the armies. You spent the last couple of episodes kind of breaking down his psyche and then saving his life. Uh, and you just rolled a 29. So I, there's a world in which you become like the generals of the new beholder army here. Mm-hmm. I I would think that in this case, cards on the table, honesty is probably the best plan. And uh, I'm guessing that his army doesn't know what Yaush's actual plan is. Um, but I, I guess we would have to tell them that Yaush has a blank tadpole in him that will keep him with his own mind, uh, and we have to protect him for the span of a week and then execute his actual plan to to save the world, and hopefully this can become a unifying force between, I guess, uh, the progressive... Okay, since we're talking about the Battle of the Three Armies, I guess kind of the vibe is that part where um, the elves jump over the dwarves and start fighting against the orcs with them. I guess that's that's the angle I'm trying to get to here. Yeah, I mean, let's run this down again, right? There's the progressive uh, illithids, kind of represented by Admiral Grice, who you have a great relationship with. Uh, there's the old school mind flayers, who represented by Dracus, who you're actually in a strange, uneasy alliance with. Uh, none of these people are like kill the Tully's monsters on site, which is interesting. I thought going into this kind of finale, uh, some people would be gunning for you more, uh, you know, vehemently. Uh, And now there's, yeah, she, once again, I did not know that this was going to end in hot dog family. (laughs) Never in a million years did I think this is where we were going. Um, So uh, all these people uh, you can be in a room with without dying instantly, but they aren't going to get along with each other necessarily. Well, the, my only real contribution to this is, and and this is going to sound like a joke, but I sincerely mean this. Go while you're here. Go rooting around on this PC looking for anything embarrassing you can find about Yaush, because if we're gonna try and eventually get all these people in a room to talk things out, having embarrassing, you know, the the folder of embarrassing fan fiction or whatever for Yaush. That's just one less person who will have, like, one more person with an incentive to, like, actually sit around for the talks. Well, we're not trying to get everybody down at a table to talk, though, right? 
like there's like a, a fundamental thing that the the the, the Drake silithids and the Gray silithids are not going to coexist. Like that is uh, yeah. pretty clear, like a not going to happen thing. So it's more like we're looking to see who we get to help us get to the furlongs. Is that what we're asking? Surlongs, yeah. No, I like to, I want it to be the Edward Furlongs now. There are yeah. species of only Edward Furlong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like it, it's basically, I guess the Resumian Peace Mission is a lot more like how many people can you convince away from Dracus's side before it like before a cutoff and it just becomes all out war again fully. I, I, it's like like we're playing the game Flayer em- Emblem and we're just trying to accrue enough people in the army through properly executed conversations uh, to to get them all to be on our side, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my thoughts would be we we tell um, uh, we tell Yaush's fleet the truth. He is alive. He's stable. Um, his mind will be intact. This was the only way to save his life. Um, and the only way to complete his big plan that he has sold to all of you is to get the information from the Sirlons. With a 29, you can open channels to the whole Beholder fleet. Uh, you have access to all the codes and stuff that you need to send to uh, authenticate your transmission. And like now you have the platform, you have the floor, and I need a persuasion check from someone. All right, uh, I will help draft uh, a very formal message. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, I- I'm going to help create a little uh, fancy, formal uh, message, since we're deciding to do this honestly, that gives the beholders essentially all the information of the situation about Yasha's status and everything like that, and our plans to eventually go at the Sirlons. Uh, and I will roll a persuasion for that. Uh, I got an 18, but that goes up to a 23. Why is there a 31? What's that? I'm rolling with disadvantage still. I still have exhaustion. Oh my god. <gasps> Austin, what would you what, what would you have given for a 31 on persuasion? I need to know what that would have looked like. <laughs> They would have been like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Cecilia is so, so eepy. So very, very eepy. I'm, I'm just a sleety <laughs> little guy. <laughs> uh, so that's a 21, you said? Uh, no, 23, because my five goes up to a 10. All right. So with a 23, you draft the perfect email uh, to whom it may concern. Circling back, just want to touch base uh, per our previous conversation. Yeah, per uh, the we, above email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is your actual day job. Uh, <laughs> doing this. Listen, cunts. Uh, we got your boy. Uh, he's good. His uh, All of his bones are breaking and moving, but in a good way. Um, <laughs> don't mind the screams. Uh, yeah, I think you send this. We're out a hot and- dog family now. You guys can be a part of it if you'd like. There are badges. If you want to get like hot broken hot dog tattoos, like that, you know, seems seems like it's probably gonna be a thing. Well, maybe maybe full hot dogs because that indicates happiness. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Beholder fleet tell you to stay in the bunker, and they're gonna come to get you because if you try poking your head out, you're gonna be immediately ambushed by. Uh, old school beholders who uh, you you killed some of their people coming in and they're just uh, you know circling the planet just looking for you to come out so they can waste your ass. Uh, 
Trizzy is going to spend like a solid two days of this week drafting and then deleting and then drafting and then deleting and then drafting and then deleting um, emails to Emma uh, that all sort of summarized to, I'm really sorry I was a dumbass and didn't see what was going on, our time has passed, I was too late, and then deleting it and going, this is a very bad idea. She's gonna really, really just like sink a couple of days into into reminiscing on what could have been there and and debating and going, no, 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 I must. Have you tried starting the email with sup cunt? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like forty five percent of my drafts, but like, I somehow feel like that's other Trizzy's vibe more than it's mine. I'm just gonna come up across as imitating. While you other Trizzies are just imitating what the real Trizzy, please stand up. Please stand up. <laughs> That's an evil universe Trizzy move, and I'm not saying it's an evil thing to do. I'm saying I wish I could be, you know, I had evil Trizzy energy. I just don't. Uh, so you're all spending a couple days here in the bunker. There's not, like, human food. Uh, I say human, you know what I mean. There's not, like, uh, food that any of you would find particularly uh tasty in here so you probably have like you know in your packs some mres or something maybe in the in the tully uh you're all feeling a little worn worn down you're not getting the full benefits of a long rest even though you are sleeping uh you just there's you have to go back home to your comfy bunks on the resubian for that um but as you're trying to you know keep sane and keep uh uh, an eye on Yaosh, who is uh, apparently uh, suffering terribly, you know, just uh, watching his entire body kind of break and reassemble is difficult. And, you know, you know you're all doing the best you can with what medical supplies you have. Uh, one night, uh, Trizzy, you go to bed, and I think in a big beholder hammock here in the uh, quarters. Uh, and mm-hmm. And when you wake up, you are not in the bunker anymore. Cool, where am I? I bet it's somewhere fun. Actually, I think the the, the feeling that you associate with your surroundings is fun. I th- you look around, you probably are, are, are not in a hammock, you're like uh, in a rafter somewhere, like hard metal scaffolding underneath you. You can hear sounds of uh, you know talking and clattering all around you. Uh, you look uh, out in each direction and you just see these long gangways, uh, like uh, basically uh, a work site. There's scaffolding everywhere. There's the sound of hammers and drills and soldering irons. You're clearly at some kind of work site. Um, is there anything you want to add to the scene that you find yourself in, which appears to be the construction of the DM Resubian? Despite this being somewhere that, like, Trizzy could have gone, like, Trizzy definitely could have gone home to sleep. I think this is, Trizzy is in a makeshift little nest of sorts. Like, this is the, this is the, this is the job, and while I'm on the job, this is where I am. So I think there is, like, you know, maybe it's just some, like, it's some, some, some rags from the construction site and some sacks sort of piled up somewhere up in the rafters, but it's, like, yeah, this is my little soft spot for a little nap while I'm while I'm at work. It's the equivalent of like I'm gonna I'm gonna hide behind the big cardboard boxes to take a nap when I should be you know working in the storeroom vibes. 
Yeah, that's adorable. So you kind of pull yourself out of your nest uh, and look around. You're not yet wearing your, your iconic big suit of armor. You're just a little greasy goblin. Uh, there are, uh, just within your field of view, hundreds of other workers on the site uh, building a kind of generation class ship of the Rizubian size takes a construction site like the size of like an entire small town. <laughs> it's like uh, an earthworks that, you know, is like an economy unto itself. Uh, and you can like even you're, like from your vantage point up here on a on a scaffolding you can't see the end of like the construction that's how huge this place is um, but you are scheduled to uh, go work on the reactor core today yeah I think I think for reference um, Trithia specifically picked this spot sort of up in the rafters to make this nest because uh, she's 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 gonna wake up a little earlier. Like she 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 wakes up a little before she needs to for a shift, just to be able to look down and go, okay, what? Which crews are where? Where were we up to? Like how much happened while I was asleep? I gotta gotta keep reference where we are. Yeah, nice little bird's eye view. Yeah, you're the kind of engineer who like specializes in the guts of spaceships. You love being deep in there, but you you definitely also enjoy like looking at other people doing their stuff out here and yeah. being like, oh, that's cool. Like you know, it's. Yeah. I think I think there's a certain degree of like watching little worker ants like trying to take like break bits off a donut and bring them back to the uh, to the nest. It's like, oh yeah, everyone's just like doing their little thing down there. Hell yeah. Yeah, and you see this uh, diverse. A group of earthling engineers there's big orcs carrying steel beams there's the elves with blueprints like pointing at things being like oh we need to lift that up a quarter of a meter and you know there's humans milling around being like oh the financial projections this ship is so expensive uh, and you're just making your way through this almost buzzing hive of activity in a ship uh, that you will go on to live in for years and in another timeline you were in it when it exploded so you yeah. have <laughs> a lot of the, a lot tied up in this ship, in, but um, in, indeed, um, as as Trizzy makes her way we're, uh, to her shift, she is you know making making note of where like all the good uh, ice cream machines are being piped in, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, all of everyone's safety hats. They're like big yellow hard hats have the Lickums logo on it. Um, can you pay me the picture of like the moments leading up to the accident where you? Uh, were basically tied to the ship in some emotional way. We've alluded to this now and then, but I think now we get to see it. So, I think this is a little ways into Trizzy having worked on, uh, been been working on this ship. I think it's long enough that long enough that she feels very familiar. Uh, it's it sort of it's sort of moved out of the phase of I'm having to consciously think about the work and like learning all the specifics of how the crew is. It just sort of is happening. It's a little second nature at this point. So Trizzy sort of, without even really thinking about it, sort of like scuttle scuttles in, scribbles scribbles on the uh, clipboard on the wall without even looking at it, and sort of jumps right into work with everyone else. Um, and I think this day very much looks like it, it, any other when it's when it's starting. Um, Trizzy is very lasered in on her own work, and not necessarily t giving any relevance to what anyone else around her is doing. She's getting very in the zone and just go, 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 gotta get this done, 
I have my list of tasks I've got to do today. I've been thinking about it before I even came in. I know exactly what things I have to do. Anything around me is irrelevant to that fact. Um, very tunnel visioned in. And I think where things start to go wrong on this day is very much because of that. I think that there are mumblings that, if you know, we were to zoom out from Trizzy, would make it clear something's up. And it's not necessarily even with what she's working on, but, you know, someone else working on something is is bringing up that one of the pressure readings isn't where it's supposed to be, and someone else is, is complaining that, like, they couldn't find a connector that they needed, so they've had to bodge job a different connector. And these are all things that should be relevant to the group of people working here today. But as far as Trizzy's concerned, whatever their problems are, that's for that's for them. They can they can work out their stuff. If they got stuff going wrong, they can sort it out. I've got my jobs, I'm on it. And as such, things that Trizzy really should have stopped to you know, go, maybe I hold off on this job until we check that everything upstream of it is fine. She sort of just barrels ahead. Head first into Well, head first into whatever whatever is about to happen. Yeah, are you the only one affected? Is this like you got a whole work crew blasted or something? Or are you like, get get out of here, nerd, I'm going to do it. And you like just audaciously uh, own yourself. What is the, I, the moment? I, I, very, I very much think this is overconfidence. I think other people around the crew have like, realized things aren't going right today a little earlier, but it's it's a little while before the scale of what's going wrong is obvious. And when the alarms start going, Trizzy suddenly goes, oh, oh, that was actually a problem. You couldn't deal with that. Um, and as everyone is sort of trying to put out fires metaphorically and physically, um, Trizzy is going to quite overconfidently storm out and go look everything look I've been on top of all my jobs today have, have you really not sorted any of these things out are those problems still going on just look get 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 behind the doors shut 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 the doors up so that like this thing like you know so that you 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 can all stay out my way I'll get on top of this what was it the the, the pressure's not working you get use the wrong valve on the thing how how big of a problem could it be just like get get out my way I'll get it sorted and Trizzy gets to work fixing a bunch of things, several of which she wasn't paying enough attention to know were going wrong as well. And as parts of the machinery start to glow and hiss and break apart at the seams, there is a moment where Trizzy realises she really kind of overestimated how much of this she could fix as the big flash of light starts to spread out and it becomes clear that this is a problem. So you like you remember a big flash of light coming towards you and then do you just like wake up in a snarling wreckage? Is there is there anything else in between those moments? Um I think in between 
there is a feeling. And it is something hard to quantify in the moment. Um, it would take Trizzy a few days to put words to what she felt in the flash, but in that moment she felt almost rooted in position, uh, tethered by something deep inside her to the spot she was in. And that is the main feeling that she held on to before waking up in the wreckage of what once was the room she was meant to be working on. In your memory, when you wake up in the wreckage, there are people shouting, someone saying, medic, medic, and they're dragging you out and checking your vitals. Uh, nothing but like the you know top of the line medical care on this work site. And you are physically fine after a short recovery period. But here, uh, you instead are greeted by an almost eerie silence. The, there's like, it's suddenly as if everyone else has disappeared off the work site and you're like under some rubble and your ears are like ringing and it's hard to uh, focus your eyes because of the brightness of the flash. Um, and you find yourself, you know, splayed out on the ground and no one has come to help you. For a while, Trizzy just lies there. I think, I think... She doesn't necessarily immediately note that there's anything wrong with that. I like that, though, because, you know, you are waiting for someone to come help you. Your character arc has been about you going from someone who has difficulty socializing to someone who has friends you rely on. And so you're just laying here you're like, surely someone will come. That's That's who I yeah. am now. And you wait for... A while, it, the, the, whatever this is, whatever you know, memory you're in, time doesn't work the way it should. So it, it feels both like a couple of moments and like forever. You're laying here. Yeah. Uh, when a shadow falls over you. Uh huh. And you look up and you see a large metal orb, uh, kind of floating above you. Um, and it, as it kind of gets right over top of you, uh, you're like looking up into the glare of the sun uh, and it's you can make out some of the features on it. It has a number of uh, stalks coming out of the top, which appear to end in like camera lenses and has one big central camera eye and a big mouth filled with what appear to be like drill bits. Uh, this appears to be a cyber beholder. A cyber holder. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, I'm not a specialist in interpreting dreams, but I'm gonna go. I'm worried about the beholders, but also I don't like living in a CCTV state. I'm gonna guess that's that's <laughs> what this this dream means. Uh, the beholder kind of floats down, looks like with its one central eye into your face, all of the other, uh, camera stalks are like looking all around. And, uh, this thing with its huge mouth, that's like, uh, dripping oil, like saliva. And it just says, uh, you've ruined me. Who are you? I am Yaush, or I was, or I will be. Our 
anger was so powerful and beautiful and you've made me pathetic and you've broken all my bones well the other option was you being dead and i think that being dead is more pathetic than being whatever you're gonna be now no the other option is instead of giving me the runaround and trying to endear me to the the child with hot dog stickers, you could have done what I asked and helped me save the world. Yeah, and we can still save the world without, you know, agreeing to l- let let you let you rewrite time to make yourself the hero without earning it. <laughs> The mind witness you've created may help you go back to the status quo, but I am not going to give up on Yausha's dream. I mean, we didn't intend to stop you doing that. We we put the tadpole in you expecting you to come out Yausha and still want all the things that you wanted as Yausha. That thing doesn't deserve my name. Well, we try to make a judgment call because you were dying. We try to make the call that we thought was going to intrude least on your ability to be you while still not dying. It's going to be a long week. Yaush has many dreams to dream of his anger his cunning and ruthlessness, his wonderful plans. Well, if you if you need someone to dream angry dreams at, you can make me lie here in the rubble alone and miserable every night you need to if that'll make you feel better. Because I know I'll wake up and be surrounded by friends, so it's all, it's all Gucci. Oh, I'm counting on it. Don't like how ominous that was. Get out of my dream. Let me let me, let me, let me get back to dreaming. This is a lovely dream. This is a dream, dreaming about being in rubble. Who doesn't love that? Ugh. Uh, Cecilia, Mathers, Max, Beaufort, you wake up uh, the next morning and uh, you don't see Trizzy around. You know, you, you scavenge to try to find something edible. Uh, you know, you go look through some papers trying to find anything useful. Uh, check on Yaush. Uh, so you have the you know the the body horror is going well, and then you go eventually to try to find Trizzy, and you find her unconscious in a hammock, mm. and uh, ne- next to her, floating in the air, is a large metal sphere covered in camera tendrils. Uh, this is a cyber beholder uh, that the mind witness dreamed about. Mm. Does it have? Uh, can I do an Arcana check on it? Absolutely. Uh, 16, I botch, but it technically becomes uh, 25. <laughs> so 25 <laughs> and a botch. What a fucking strange-ass no, roll that is. I don't think is. there's a point in anyone else rolling. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, like, for, for shits and giggles, I could try this roll and see if my plus one does something. 25, yay. <laughs> 
uh, two things happen. One is that you succeeded. So you know, Cecilia, that beholders, uh, their reproductive cycles, that they dream other beholders into existence. And that appears to be what happened with Yaush. He is basically in a fitful fevered dreams as his brain is rearranged. He's undergoing like the most grotesque uh, imaginable body uh, horror and uh, is just dreaming about uh, various things and they, they just become real because of the nature of beholders but it appears that the beholder that has been created here is still asleep and no matter what you do you can't wake Trizzy up uh, you botched so I'm going to put that in my pocket for in a, for in a minute but uh, I think you probably want to tell everybody else hey Trizzy's unconscious and now we have two beholders yeah uh, I want to turn to Mathers and say hey Mathers do you want to be a big brother <laughs> what I have to do is a lot of responsibility. You just have to make sure this little guy doesn't wake up and start trying to kill people. And you got to be a good security guard and take care of your brother or sister or whatever. You know, it's it's this is a big responsibility. You have to be the older sibling here. Mather salutes with every uh, <laughs> terrible <laughs> vampire tentacle and Excellent. says, I, I will watch brother. Excellent. Good soldier. Um, I also want to, I will explain that, that Trizzy is uh, unconscious but alive and seems to be under some sort of effect here. Um, but I also need to uh, pull uh, Buford aside at some point. Yeah, before you do that, I will uh, add, uh, I put the botch in my pocket, but you did roll really well, so I want to add a little bit more context here, which is that mind witnesses are, you know, psychic, they're psionic. One of the things that being, uh, you know, an illithid hybrid gives you is like psychic powers, right? So uh, basically they are like a uh, a node in a hive mind uh, that has pulled Trizzy and the cyber beholder in. Essentially they're all like networking. Uh, you know, this is like elder brains can do this on an even larger scale, but mind witnesses, that's like one of their useful traits and what makes them so unbeholdery is that they they can literally link people uh and they have this you know these dreams with reality warping powers so you add those two things together uh and uh Trizzy's going on a dream adventure all right uh so one of the like rooms i feel like we uh approached before this one had like ships and things like that in it of some kind or vehicles yeah you landed the tell yeah you landed the tully in the hangar but there were like other vehicles as well, right? Yeah, there were some vehicles in the hangar. Okay, uh, I want to pull Buford aside and say, "I need you to do something for me." All um, right. This this won't be something that actually is banned by Razubian's protocols that I didn't think to check. It's gonna get me in more hot water. I just I need to ask that at this point. Uh it's kind of like a gray area. Um, but I can work uh, with that. <laughs> I implicitly trust you, so that kind of negates a lot of things, right? It's more that is this going to be uh, adding this another sh- concurrent this life sentence? <laughs> this should not show up on your tribunal. All right. <laughs> uh, I don't have a ton of blood to work with right now, but I think I have enough if I like really stretch it. 
However, there's going to be like periods where I am going to be like right on that cusp of freaking right the fuck out and trying to drink everyone's blood. So if you could just uh, lock me in one of these cars when that happens, like absolutely destroy it and make it impossible for me to get out. And then like a couple hours later, break like a door off or something and I can get out. It should be fine if we do the math right. All right, I can work with that. My one concern is that is this going to be a scenario of, oh, no, I've calmed down now. Please let me out. And so we can have your delicious blood. Well, the, the, the goal is to ration out the blood. So I will be in there while I'm in the fit of needing blood and destroying everything possible. But then at the end of it, I get blood. So, you know, it's a little carrot and stick scenario. I, <laughs> I get a lot of stick. <laughs> There's a lot of stick to deal with, but that carrot's still kind of worth it. I guess, I guess the, the concern is, how do I know when you're out of the fit? Is it just going to be vibes? Is that that's sort of what we're working? We could, you know, uh, Bridget's cat, Dr. Sneakers, uh, it kept trying to scratch up all the furniture, uh, and we just had to sort of teach it that this was an unpleasant thing for it to do uh, uh, with uh, some negative conditioning. Uh, my, I don't really have blood anymore, if you try to drink that, maybe it'll sort of uh, make you deeply uncomfortable and then not want to drink uh, regular people blood. Yeah, I don't really get... It's not really like a lesson to be learned kind of state. It's kind of just like very painful withdrawal. Uh, so, you know, I will give you like a timetable to work with, you know, and sort of like two hours after I go inside the car, you can give me a little blood then, and then I will be good for a bit, and then eventually, like eight hours later, it'll be time for another car, whatever. All right, so we're, we're sort of going into a Hannibal Lecter dropping a basket into a hole scenario here. Whatever helps you to do this, just eventually let me out of the car with some blood, please. <laughs> okay, yeah. We, I've, done, can... I've done the math myself. <laughs> I really just need you to put me in the car and then eventually let me out. All right, I, I can do that. <laughs> Excellent. Do you want Mathers in there with you or uh, absolutely not? not. <laughs> I will. Abs I will rip him from fucking shreds. It is. You ever hear like those things like, "Oh, I died," and then my cat ate me afterwards? It would be like that. Should Should he be in his? He also needs blood. Is he gonna need his own car? Ah, shit. Uh, well, I guess we can stretch it out a little bit further. I'll have to check to see how much blood he brought with him. Little, this, these will be numbers. We'll work itself out. He All shouldn't right. need the car. All right. We, we, yeah, we can, we can work with Just this. batteries. God forbid you let fucking Mario die. Holy shit. He will lose his goddamn mind. I guess problem at hand here. We have a sleeping, fully healthy newborn beholder here. Uh... Yosh is going through, uh, let's say, uh, the night terrors of the century. He is meeting intimately with the hat man right now. Um, <laughs> we don't know what the personality of this cyber beholder is going to be. I'm looking at him. He, he looks scary. Let, let's be honest here. Looks pretty scary. Um, does does Trizzy, I guess, like have any? Is she just blank comatose, or is there like you know, if you look at someone who's having a nightmare, you can tell they're having a nightmare. I guess I'm trying to get a sense of like, oh, what's the mental state of these two sleeping people? Yeah, I'm 21. She seems stable. She just seems uh, like she's not waking up. She uh, is in a hive mind with a creature who's in a coma, so she's also in a coma. 
Do we uh we got any tin foil maybe put around her head? <laughs> okay. Uh so Buford, you lock Cecilia in a beholder version of a Jeep in the hangar, and then you go to <laughs> go to make a uh tin foil hat <laughs> for the goblin. Uh in inside the Jeep, Cecilia, you go into blood withdrawals and you try to remain calm, but eventually uh you also lose consciousness. And you botched. I'm taking the botch out of my pocket. Uh, can you describe to me the thirstiest Saint Cecilia has ever been for blood, and what that's what that scene looked like? Depending on how the thirstiest sentence ended, that could have been very different. Because <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I believe you've said explicitly, "I've never drank blood from a person." Yeah. So, what's the closest you've ever come? Um, I imagine there was some period a very, very long time ago, but like, uh, just like, uh, in a time where there's like the Knight Templar kind of shit going on where they're like, oh, we'll just, uh, starve the blood beast or something like that. Essentially being like, uh, like, like a prisoner or something like that. Cause like that or like, a de- like it had to be a situation where it's just never offered in some way. Like she's always existed at a time where there's been a synthetic blood option. So she's never had that. So it would have to have been like a situation where it was just deprived completely. So you were captured by the Elvish Inquisition and they held you in a tower? Oh no, they're elves? Uh, in Spelljammer, uh, elves are actually the fascists by default, uh, and the okay. orcs are good. In t- traditional Spelljammer, it's kind of Hell yeah. a flipper Orc, 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 orc. Uh, they're actually called Scro, which is orc back- orcs backwards. <laughs> Maybe I got, like, a, a cool Scro friend who helped get me out of there. Wow, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, so yeah, you're what you're like in a, a medieval tower. Uh, they have you chained up, and you're or you're like at the bottom of an oubliette, and then a cool <laughs> scrow comes and helps you out. Um, and how, how they, are you all like fucking bedraggled? Do you become like a f- like feral physically, like changed, like so, you know? Uh, yeah, I think visually there is like a very st- like there's like no pupils almost. They're like very very tiny, and the rest of the eyes are just like. Uh, feral and like, uh, like uh, focused in a very uncomfortable way. Uh, and like, yeah, like very angular is, I guess, the way to describe. Like every every body part just seems like it's at a jutted angle at this point. Okay, so actually, I think uh, you're like you and uh, your girlfriend are like making your way through the tower, and you have to like fight some guards and like you know pick some locks, uh, scale some some cool uh, architecture, you know, doing some Assassin's Creed shit. Um, and when you get down uh, to the, the ground, you're, like, making your escape. Uh, you uh, go turn to your friend to, you know, say, hey, thanks for saving me. Uh, and you find yourself face-to-face with a beholder. Who are you? It's me. Yowsh, don't you recognize me? He says... And this beholder has a face paint on, reminiscent of a clown. The white grease paint and the colorful like reds and blues. Each of the eye stalk ends in a jingly little bell. Uh, all the teeth are like big uh, candy corn. It's like the whole thing is really garish and uh, loud, unlike the, the muted earth tones of a traditional beholder. I like to think there's a moment where Saint Cecilia was like pulling up their hand and their claws 
to like just mm-hmm. rip this person to shreds, but it, like she pauses for a moment and starts to process this person, and her eyes start to like regain, you know, their sense, like their size, and she just kind of like straightens herself up and says, "What are we doing here?" Before I was captured and had brain surgery performed on me against my will. I was a pretty funny guy. I had a sense of humor. I <laughs> I wasn't always like this. I'm sure you were great at parties, but I don't really understand what this is about. Oh my god, you actually had one bad day. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just it's your dream too. What are you, why are you dreaming about this? Perhaps because I'm going through blood withdrawals protecting you. And I'm sure the mind witness will be very thankful. And you you are all a family now. But when I wake up, I'm not going to be that person. I just, I want to know what you want because you have to have realized you lost. You put yourself on the gambit. You threatened everyone on board our ship with your plan, and it didn't make it in time. We did what we had to do to keep you alive and save everyone aboard our ship. But your plan failed. Whatever gambit you were working towards did not work out. That is how life goes sometimes. As long as the Rezubian exists, my plan isn't over. If you want to defeat me, destroy your ship. Uh, hmm. I guess, can I do an insight in a dream? Does that work? Okay. Uh, do I still suffer the effects of exhaustion inside of a dream? Um, That's a great question. I think, uh, if, are you feeling refreshed? I think you're going through blood withdrawals. I don't think you're feeling less exhausted. This, uh, this is technically REM sleep right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, are you dreaming about being exhausted or are you having a, re- a dream in which dream you is refreshed? Yeah, I just uh, hung out with my cool screw friend. So I feel like I should be super refreshed. I don't remember them at all, but they seem cool. It's up to you. Uh, all right. Well, I crit on my first one, so it's actually irrelevant. <laughs> oh, holy Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, you did really, really well, obviously. Uh, I think what we're talking about here is that you're in a hive mind with Yaush. Yaush makes dreams become real beholders, and this is your dream. So you're, you know, the things that have been bouncing around in your mind, Lisa and her recovery, uh, all of the, you know, recent uh, fights you've been getting into, uh, this fucking beholder who's been vexing you, uh, have just, from your subconscious, you have created a creature. And uh, because it's in the hive mind with you, it knows everything in your mind. And it is, you know, you you won over the mind witness character. Like, mm-hmm. he's on your side. But all these newborns are not going to be. Okay. Uh, I, I, th- I guess that's what I wanted to clarify by the insight, is to check to make sure that this wasn't something where Yaush is like, actually, I've planted a secret version of me on the Resubian. You don't have to blow it up to stop me or something like that. No, I think you've you've succeeded. Like you went through a multi-episode arc. There was the whole, you know, everyone had a lot of conversations about all this stuff. You saved his life. Uh, hot dog family is real. Uh, okay. the, you know, some, the mind witness is on your team, and actually, you have his army. I'm not taking that from you, but uh, all of you are ba- stuck in this bunker, and it's being populated with, uh, you know, 
the subconscious, all the, you know, the things that are bubbling up in your psyche and in his, right? Like he was the, still this uh, extremely homicidal warlord person for years. Like those feelings didn't like retroactively yeah. disappear forever. Quick, quick, dream, dream of a other beholders that aren't our original Yaush trap. Just dream a Yaush trap up. <laughs> I think... Manifest your dreams. I was about to say, can I dream of blood? But I think that just makes another uh, blood kiss, so... Yeah, that's what, that's how that works. <laughs> um, um, I, I will say to this person then, what is this uh, beholder in front of me? All right, perhaps I don't really know you, which in any case is a good opportunity for us to try to start on uh, somewhat of a better foot. I know this trick. You used it on the old Yaush. You become friends. It becomes harder to kill you. I'm not going to fall for this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to test the boundaries of this stream, see how far it lets me get. See if I can't hook up with old Uncle Strahd in this place, because that's where I chilled for a bit after all of this. You kind of laid low for a little bit. Okay, so you just turn and walk away from the clown beholder? I'm going to say, like, you could follow if you want, but I'm going to leave. I have no fondness for this place. Uh, okay, you just start walking away, and Clown Yaush floats after you, uh, just honking a little horns at you, uh, just uh, do doing obnoxious clown shtick. Uh, just one big, huge eye, like, uh, you know, laser-focused on your back, uh, as, uh, you know, you just make your way like you did in, you know, years past across the the elf ter territory where you were captured. Your buffoonery could use some work. I feel like you're not incorporating pratfalls enough, and I understand you're floating, so it's a little difficult to do them, but you have to understand the essence of a pratfall is what's really important. <laughs> uh, Max and Beaufort, you wake up on the next day, and uh, Cecilia is still locked in the Jeep. You can peek in the window, and you see there is a sleeping clown beholder in there. Beaufort? Why did you lock Cecilia in a thing with a beholder in it? Uh, so she didn't try to drink all of your blood. I guess my more of the question is, why is she locked in there with the beholder? Now, do you think I put the beholder in there? No, I'm Where am I going to find a clown at this hour? <laughs> I'm assuming the beholder was already in there, but you locked her in there. Well, that would have, that, that would have had a lot of strange implications at that point. Uh, no, I think she uh, or yeah, she dreamed up another one. Why a clown? All right. Well, maybe. Mm. Isn't she dating a clown? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've. Gosh, I've not been able to keep appraised of a lot of what's been happening on the ship proper. It's usually either being on mission or doing another marathon of ship activities during, between missions. So. Oh. Yeah, I just, I just checked the mind book status and it said she was in a relationship, so. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> On clown book, instead of it's complicated, it says it's hilarious. <laughs> the clown. Uh, we, I was trying to throw there. Is it, is it a clown holder or a be clowner? Is that what we're going to call this one here? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't have. There's no canon. Bonker. There's good. no canon names for any of these. I'm just making them up. <laughs> so, Max. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I don't know what it would indicate, but I know that um, juggling juggling it would be a relationship status. Mm. Like, oh, there's a few different people. Mm. I'm, I'm juggling it right now. Some, sometimes <laughs> you change it just to waka waka uh-huh. <laughs> for a little bit. Um, <laughs> my, my sister sort of thinks a bit. It's like, okay, uh, how many more days do we have, Buford? I have a feeling there's more than two days left before Yash wakes up here. Mm-hmm. from all this yeah so um i guess buford is going to uh, under the assumption that uh both max him and uh mathers i get mathers might end up being the only awake person here potentially uh he's going to start trying to like get automated defenses up on this bunker like kind of dig in uh, it for it, if any in case anything happens while they're asleep, and like have like you know the the IFF tag set up to be like, hey, uh, Yaush's fleet, be advised, we have to turn these on because we're all falling asleep here. All right, yeah. Do you have a role for that? Um, just a proficiency with one. Of your, do you have a tool proficiency? I've got a lot of tool proficiencies. I got Smith's tools. I took that as the closest thing to like engineering I could get. I guess there's also Tinker's tools, which I can do. Yeah, let's try that. Uh, how do I haven't done this all season? How do we roll tool stuff? Just your proficiency bonus. Got it. I think I have a thing for this. Uh, Lord, don't don't artificers get something for this? I think you've rolled it. Oh yeah, double proficiency. Uh. Yeah. So, okay, uh, yes. where is where is that button on here? I don't know if there's a button there per se. You just do slash r d twenty plus ten in that case. Yes. Then I'll just roll my. Uh, I'll click Arcana because it's the same thing. Uh, Fifteen. Yeah, you can set up some uh, defenses here. I think there's probably some already in the bunker that you can like turn back on. Uh, I don't know if you want to describe any of that, but uh, you can you can help a little bit here. Uh, yeah, so I think, um, uh, this, it's like, uh, okay, so everything, uh, in Beholder, uh, world seems to be very eye-focused, so it's a lot of, like, um, uh, like, automated turrets with, uh, like, that track things optically, uh, laser trip wires that are, like, looking across stuff, um, maybe, maybe some little like hovering drones, uh, that, oh, you know what? It's classic. Uh, the proposed, uh, nightmare engine, uh, uh, weapon of war. Uh, it's a little bunch of flying drones with bombs attached that just suicide rush into the nearest target. Oh my God. All right. So turrets and drones. Yeah. I, I was, I thought you were going to say like, it's a bunch of turrets, but instead of guns, they just stare at you unsettlingly until you get bashful and like stop doing what you're trying to do to get in the base, you know? So it's just... Yeah, it's called the disappointed father. <laughs> and um, I think he'll actually pull Mathers aside. Well, actually, he doesn't need to pull him aside. He'll, he can say this in front of Max, but it's no problem. And say, uh, hey, kid, uh, how are you doing? I want we. I was sweepy. Yeah, I'm sorry. It seems like uh, they might have missed their nap time. Hey, you're you're a brave boy, right? Yeah, I was I was sheriff. Yeah, you're. Hey, he's gonna fix a little star on his chest. I don't know where you got that from, but interesting. Very cute. <laughs> well, you know, sheriff. A box of cereal. 
Where did he find cereal here? Anyway, um, look, you sheriffs, they're, they're brave, they're tough, and they got a lot of responsibilities, right? I think so. Well, Max and I, while we might, we might get a little sleepy over the next few days, and you might have to... No, I don't want everybody to be sweet but me. I'm sorry, buddy, but sometimes, you know, some hard stuff happens. Do you do you think you can you can be a big tough sheriff and hold down the fort if that occurs? Oh, does that mean I'm going to have to drink people? Uh, maybe. If all goes to plan, you won't. Um but you if if things get rough, I want you to do whatever you can uh to stay safe, okay? Okay. Should I stop bad guys if they come in? I could grab everybody's guns. So I could be like, pew, 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 pew. And then I don't know what happens after that. What happens to people after you shoot them? Uh, we'll tell you about that when you're older. Ooh, we probably should have told <laughs> you that before we brought you on these <laughs> missions. Um... <laughs> I did not realize that conversation hadn't been had. Boy, behold our life cycle. Sure, they, are they, interesting. They, 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 they were relegating it to the schools, but then they complained the schools should really be teaching that. They really should be the parents that teach about that, and then no one taught teaches them anything. So they get to a certain age, and they're like, I don't know what to do in this situation. So it's just really <laughs> awkward. I didn't realize we were recreating the TikTok where it's like Tully's monsters are currently experiencing critical levels of being a sleepy little guy. <laughs> Max is like seeing like the the worrying concern in Mathers and is just trying to think of just ways to keep Mathers like placated slash happy, entertained, and was going to propose uh, giving Mathers some like bike rides around the base to just sort of like do something fun for the day to pass time sending out correspondence to cammy if possible from here in terms of emails or otherwise and that's and that's all else max can really think of doing for the time being um so it's just like it's hard to think of anything else they can actually do at the time with the space and what we have here can I get constitution saving throws? Sure can. Ugly doggly. All right. 17. And five. Five. Max, can you paint me a picture of when you found Formith? Sure. Um, so this was during one of Max's deployments while they were still part of um, Ardwing. So this was, you know, about a good, like, year or two ago. Um, so they're still like, you know, in their mid to late teens, not even like 18 yet. Um, they're out doing some sort of, I, the best way to describe it is they're doing a sort of a patrol mission in an area. They get assaulted by a small strike team, you know, think star Fox, star wolf type scenario. Max goes out of, Max goes out of formation to try to distract and draw away some attention, tries to do some maneuvers through like a asteroid belt but messes up crashes into one of the asteroids um and is just stranded on there pretty rough roughed up while on there there's sort of a little alcove that and inside of which was the formith cube that max ended up picking up 
uh, approaching the cube, sort of communicated to Max, uh, indicating like you know how they are sort of like uh, an acceptable, an acceptable host. Please present representative weapon to which uh, to and everything else and. During that exchange, Max basically registers themselves into uh, Formith in that whole process. So this time, when you you, you know crawl out of the wreckage of your ship, two of, two of the characters here define crawling out of wreckage. Uh, you make your way across the asteroid to the alcove, and inside this cave, instead of a strange alien technological cube, you find a beholder. Uh, and this one, in fact, has a shaggy uh, wolf's head uh, design. One big eye in the middle uh, instead of the two normal uh, eyes that a wolf would have. But otherwise, it's just like a big um, like disembodied canine head. Um, but interestingly, in the toothy maw at the bottom uh, is where the, the eye is actually in that mouth. Uh, that's, that's the first thing. Uh, all of the... Uh, the, the the stalks on top would uh, instead of ending um, in uh, eyes like the beholders you've seen before, they each end in like uh, long sickle claws. Um, and this is uh, the werewolf beholder that Yaush would have become if you had used uh, operate. What was it full, the full moon mm-hmm. uh, injection last episode? You found this, a way. Yeah. You found a way. <laughs> Uh-huh. And then this Yaush is just immediately pissed. Just like, I would have been so fucking badass if you'd let me be a werewolf. I'd be invincible. You ruined it. You f- little bitch. I- I'm not the one <laughs> that had the werewolves. That was, that was Buford. It, you know, so, I, I mean... You're all you're all on a team. You could have spoken up. You could have made me cool. I, I wasn't thinking about making you cool. I was just thinking about keeping you alive. Who wants to live as being like a, a, a floating uh, switchboard? I'm uh, like the, the old me is a fucking node in a communication relay. I could have been an immortal killing machine. So that's and that would have helped you be, you know, this great hero that is admired by everyone by being this immortal killing machine. <laughs> I would have been much more effective and maybe uh, I would have had uh, a sex appeal in a certain demographics because the people like werewolves. <laughs> I, I, so I've heard. Uh, but you know, sorry for disappointing you again, I guess. That's all you ever do. Why, why did... Well, I guess my thought is... And, the reason why you stole this stuff from the Surlons was because of this whole hero thing of yours, right? It's just a means of creating that, or is it just a means of just getting intel and stuff, right? I just wanted their military technology to build an army to to win against the beholders who want to kill me. You know about them. You fought them. I, you shot a laser into their ship and exploded and froze it simultaneously. Those guys. It's a mystery. It's a it's a very mystery. Darius plan for me and the others, I guess you were part of Formith, because I don't think any of us got the memo that was the the goal of all of this. We were just trying to help those around us or impress, you know, 
and press the ones that we care about and stuff like that. So I, I feel that that plan had a bit of a, a hitch in terms of executing on that particular outcome. But <sighs> Take it up with the Sirlons. I didn't invent this shit. Do you know their whole thing? I, I assume you downloaded the intel on the Sirlons. You know that they are investing in their technology because they have a tradition called the Feast of Worlds where they head out all over the galaxy and try to eat as many live sapient creatures as possible. It's like a Mardi Gras, but they eat living elves and dwarves and humans and halflings for fun. And I'm assuming that because with the Formith system, that allowed them to do broad intel as well as create a means to ease themselves into somewhere to engage in this feast. Of course, it's an incredible military weapon. It's a security, it's it's a surveillance system that lets you summon super weapons. Right. So, I, I guess the point is, was that part of your plan that was basically to stop the Sirlons ultimately? No, I don't give a shit about them. I just wanted their tech. I feel like this is just a lot for, to try to process and such, you know, I'm... You know, you, you you know you commented about you know it's just you know I th- you know I, I apologize for not having good ideas or plans or all that stuff but you know I'm only like 18 and I'm still you know trying to get this all figured out so <sighs> if you're old enough to fly around shooting missiles at people you're old enough to think for yourself I can think for myself it's thinking for myself and being apt at thinking of plans that have broad reaching implications about causality and the state of interplanetary uh you know political stances and stuff it's a little bit outside of my my uh, expertise then you should have left it to the experts i had plenty of expertise you should have just listened to me Max just lets out a little frustrated sigh through their nose, just like, well, okay. Well, I, I, I have a feeling that your expertise is doing plenty in terms of just keeping me here until you finally wake up. So if you have any other questions for me, which I doubt you do, fire away, because I guess we're stuck here for a while. What's it going to take for you to destroy the Azubian? That's a good question, because to be fully honest, Cammy, I effectively had plans to sort of stay there on a, uh, you know, on an extended basis afterwards. She's been really fond of the people on there, and I, am, I have to say I am as well. Is it, you know, when it comes to destroying the Resubian, does it matter if the people are on there? Does it matter if it's just the vessel itself that's destroyed? Yeah, the people can't travel through time. And from your and so is it that important to because I thought that time traveling was part of your plan. So if we destroy the Rizubian, then we can't travel back in time. Is that what you want to stop from happening? No, I'm just asking uh, what you would be willing to give up to stop me because I'm coming for it. I'm just curious if you had to choose between blowing up the Rizubian to stop me, would you be willing to lose your precious Cami, or to save her? Would you let me win? I mean, I can't, I can't give up Cammy. You know that. Perfect. Werewolf Yaush says, 
drool sliding down his fangs and onto the ground as he stares at you, smiling. His only fear is that someone would destroy the Rizubian before he steals it to execute Yausha's plan. But now he's reassured. Buford Gubbins, you are barely staying awake. What does it look like? Um, yeah, if Buford can get, I guess, uh, like a transponder to keep, like, just to say, to keep Mathers alive, great. If not, um, I guess he's just going to continue, he's gonna continue to nurse maid, um, uh, Yaush and check defense. You know what? I know what he's, he's doing. Um, uh. He is recording a message uh, for not just specifically Bridget, but for his family. Effectively, like, hey, if I don't make it out, if you're reading, if you're receiving this, he did not survive. And he's sorry that he wasn't there for what actually mattered. Uh, I think Mathers is gonna walk up and he's gonna have like a little ball. He's like, Can you throw a ball back and forth for me before you take a big nap? Yeah, of course, buddy. I'd, I'd be happy to do that with you. Thanks. I think, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real brave when you're all asleep. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna put pillows underneath your heads and cover you with hot dog stickers so you know that we're family. Oh uh, yeah, that, that that's that's real nice, kid. You know, you're you're real good at good good at throwing this ball. You ever you ever think of playing baseball? I don't know what that is. Is it like being a, a sheriff? Um not not are, exactly. Are it's there a, transferable skills? Are uh let's see here. Uh, there's a lot of running while well, you float, but it's sort of the same idea. Uh, here we're gonna we're uh, let's see if we can get yeah connected to the internet and download the uh, MLB baseball game. You like video games? You'll get the idea. Is there Mario in it? Uh, I think there was a Mario baseball game that might have been in Sonic versus yeah, Ma- the Mario Olympic Sl- Games. Sluggers, Mario Sluggers. Yeah, let's get you playing some Mario Sluggers. I personally prefer Luigi. I like that little. <laughs> I like that silly little plumber. You're big and tall like Luigi. That's true. I don't have a good jump height though. Oh, that's bad when you had to go over the water plant so they'll eat you, they'll bite your butt. Yeah, I got more of a Bowser type build here. Bowser's the bad guy. Yeah, but He's sometimes gonna narrow they his go-kart. eyes at you. Well, sometimes they go go karting and they're friends. You play Bowser's Inside Story? Probably not yet. You're two months old. <laughs> <laughs> this is a more advanced level game. I just want to let you know that I'm going to take care of you all while you're asleep because you all take care of me so much. Yeah, Bu- Buford will, uh, I guess, pat his head. He's all head. Um, <laughs> he, he's doing a uh, a comforting, affirmative gesture, whatever that can be in this scenario. I can't really picture it. It's a cyborg and a, a blood-sucking boulder. It's very strange. It's friendship, though. All right, so you are playing uh, Mario Sluggers together when Buford's battery runs out? Yeah. Uh, 
what do you think you're dreaming about? I was assuming uh, that uh, traumatic pirate raid where you uh, blew yourself up with a grenade. Yeah, uh, I think um, this, yeah, he, Buford is like maybe 13, 14 years old at this point. And this is when like the family business is at its lowest. They have a single ship. They are taking the shittest, most dangerous, worst paying jobs uh, because they have no other options. They're run down, they're in a bad spot, and they took a job uh, that lied to them and uh, eff effectively undersold uh, the, the value of the cargo they were shipping, and that made them a target for pirates. Uh, and this is probably happening uh, right as, um, uh, like, Buford's waking up, I guess, to, like, the the emergency klaxons blaring as the the uh, the raid is occurring, and he knows that me that means he has to gather up his younger siblings, head to like uh, a, a safe room, and like hunker down while his dad tries to uh, uh, fight off the intruders. Yeah, so there's like absolute chaos in the dark hallways of the ship. People running. Uh, we're, I mean, we don't need to uh, belabor this. You know what's coming is you turn down a corridor. And, but instead of seeing a pirate, you see a beholder, uh, but not just any beholder. What appears to be a floating skull. Oh, a death tyrant. Yep, this is a large uh, skull. You know that it was the size of a regular beholder's body, just but no flesh on it, no eye stalks, and in fact, no eye. In the socket where an eye would be, there's just a mad dancing red light. And where all the eyes would be on the stalks around the head is just more floating red lights. And uh, the, this death beholder type dream yoush uh, doesn't do any banter with you. It doesn't tell you tell you you're an embarrassing failure or that you know his plan's gonna win or any of that stuff. Just sees you and just starts shooting at you. Just lasers lance off of the red light as this. Uh, toothy skull just floats towards you um if the clown beholder was like yaush's like dark sense of humor and the uh, the werewolf yaush was like him wanting to be powerful and strong and the cyber one was like wanting to use the tech to save the world this is just like the nihilist inside of him that was just like i have a tap hole in my brain fuck this world i'm gonna kill everyone and so he doesn't even try to parlay with you. Uh, mm -hmm. Dexterity saving throw. Okay, that's bad. Uh-huh. 12. Yep, that's not good. You're going to take uh, a truly shocking amount of damage. Who balanced these things? Gygax, you're insane. 49 damage. What kind of damage? Force. All right, I take half. All right, that was a disintegration ray that just strikes you full in the metal, uh, middle of the body, uh, and the skull is just floating towards you. Uh, eyes, uh, you know, the eye socket full of just hateful red light. What do you do? Um, uh, okay, one second. I just need to put the actual damage down. What was that? It was 25, I believe, or 24. Or uh, round it up to 25. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, it sounds like there is no talking to this, especially because it's uh, considered a... Um, it's his uh, like incarnation of just kill everything, fuck it. Um, I think Buford would have maybe mumbled to himself, frankly, I was expecting the cyborg beholder. Uh, and 
uh, I think there's like a moment where Bu- like Buford rounds the corner uh, and he's still like in his, uh, he's still like a teenager at this point, right? He hasn't like realized he's in a dream. And this like shocks him back to reality. And there is almost like, a, like if this was a movie, there'd be like a short um, like transition as all of like he as all of these human parts of him that he's given up over the years are mechanically replaced in that moment. And he rushes into the fight because there is no point talking anymore. And I'll swing at him. All right. 31 and 26. Both those hit. Yeah, I think if anything, this skull beholder has like an eerie uh, similarity with your mask, if anything, Mm -hmm. because part of it is drawn from your subconscious, you know, both you and Trizzy are artificers. So either of you could have been cyber beholder, but yeah, Uh, then, yeah, this is like the worst parts of uh, Buford coming out here as like his his just he he took his anger out on the world like Yaush is trying to do now. And it's just made manifest and real. And he does uh, 33 damage. All right. That's a good hit. Um, Let me do something here. All right. Uh, Three. That's a fear ray. Uh, Wisdom saving throw. Uh, Crit, 21. Holy shit. Uh, so the yeah the uh, another eye laser shoots you just like square in the face and you just close your eyes. <laughs> um, I can shoot a bunch more of these, but I actually want to cut to Mathers. Uh, Mathers, uh, Buford fell asleep while you were playing Mario Sluggers, and uh, he's the first one to take damage in a dream, and you see his body begin to be like racked by spasms, like almost like having a seizure. Uh, I like to put a little pillow underneath them, and then. Uh, attempt uh, a medicine check. All right. Uh, I'm using Saints of Series, which is a 19. Mm-hmm. Great, so yeah. I like to put little bandages where it looks like there's boo-boos uh, <laughs> and give them, like, a big hug. Like, it's okay. It's just a dream. Yeah, with a 19, I think you can see that there's, like, no physical damage. Like, uh, Buford is not being hurt. This is just, like, psychosomatic. But also, I think when you're getting, you know, this close and uh, paying this close attention, you can feel like ambient psychic energy. Everyone now in the bunker is in a hive mind together. You're the only one who isn't. Oh, I'm excluded. <laughs> um, yeah, Mathers, is there anything you want to do? I'll do a patrol. I got a patrol, make sure nobody's coming in. I might get sweepy. Mm-hmm. Let's lead you, little guy. <laughs> no. I've had such a long day, splashy bandits. Is this okay if I take one slip? <laughs> uh, yeah. I. Do you want to roll Constitution, or do you want a slip? I think I think Mathers is going to try to stay as, uh, awake as long as they humanly can, but uh, I think narratively yeah they are just eventually going to fall asleep they're just not like built that way yet what not even the excitement of mario sluggers can keep them awake that was like four hours ago though like you can't like without someone to play with it's just boring computer cheats i see it all right can can i get a constitution saving throw how about nate all right 
I think uh, eventually uh, Mathers also begins to wane. Uh, you run out of blood. Uh, you know, Buford's getting uh, zapped up in the dream realm. Uh, but you you start going on patrol, and you also are feeling tired. Uh, where do you end up when you go to sleep? I know it doesn't make sense. This is the future. But I imagined a big pile of tires <laughs> and finding <laughs> one that fits just right. Like like a little, like, it's like a whole shape for me. <laughs> and just, like, really cozy, <laughs> and they're like a cat. Well, I think that makes sense in, like, the this is where Mathers went immediately after running away from Yaush the first time. Yeah. I was going to say that there's literally a hangar with vehicles in it we've established, so there can definitely be tires in here. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get a final tire to get nestled inside of. It's just a wheel nap, and I'm going to wake right back up. Gotta be on patrol. So, Mathers, you fall asleep. Uh, and you uh, find yourself back in the trash room on the Resubian, where uh, Veltari the Bozog told you to stay for like two weeks as she came and stole your blood to make herself a vampire and was fully planning on you getting vaporized uh, by the avulsion. And you're in this dark room. There's like the heat from the incinerator. There's some kind of smashing sound in the distance from like a crushing machine. Uh, it's like a oppressive hellish kind of room um, and something's coming towards you. Hello? Can I come out? This room's scary. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know how to be reassuring. What do I say? Every Everything's going to be okay? That sounds right. Is that daddy? Uh-huh, you see by the light of the uh, the fire from the incinerator, uh, a mind witness float towards you um, and, you know, comes up to you and the bottom tentacles without eyes on them kind of start to reach out, like, to comfort you and then stop. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I want to run up and hug him with my tentacles. Aw. Be like, I'm glad you're feeling better. You were sleeping a really long time. Yeah, my whole brain is being twisted and shattered and regrown. It's very disorienting. Not as disorienting as this display of physical affection. Not sure why Earthlings find this. I feel like I'm being attacked. What do they let, What do they enjoy about this? They also like to do this. He's gonna take one of his eye stalks and boop it where a nose would be. Like, boop, <laughs> boop, boop. I don't really get it, though, because that's just, like, skin for me. It's not a nose. We need to destroy their culture, son. <laughs> we have to replace it with something that makes sense. We can't let them keep getting away with this. Oh, what if we get fake noses, and then they can boop us on those? <laughs> okay, either fake noses or the complete destruction of Earth culture. We'll decide later. Yay! <sighs> but, uh, I don't know how to get us out of here i'm trapped in my own body you don't know how to wake up not really no well i was told you can sometimes have like a dream where you control what's happening what if you like dreamed up an alarm clock i think the making things real only happens with beholders it's a reproductive 
mechanism, not a all all reality altering mechanism. What's we productive mean? Oh my gosh! I'll explain when you're older. <laughs> okay. Well, then we we just need to like wake up, though, right? Also, beholders can't intentionally dream up other beholders. It has to happen by accident. Otherwise, I would just dream up an army of like faithful, invincible soldiers. You can't just dream up a behold alarm clock. Oh my god. <laughs> no, that would be fucked up though. Just a disgusting like Cronenberg our alarm clock eye creature. No, it has to come from the subconscious uh you know without without deliberate thought. I well. subconsciously want to behold alarm clock. <laughs> well, you're like really smart, so can't you think of something? Aren't we all like connected because of your brain? Yes, I'm part illithid now. Maybe 50-50. So, my brain is your brain, I think. I don't know, it's all new to me. Can't we, like, reach out to everybody's brains and, like, wake up? But, like, a little... Then he's gonna, uh, like, wiggle a little tentacle and be like, a little brain boop like that? A brain boop? I mean, we'd all have to be... On the same wavelength, we'd have to be synced like some kind of hot dog hot family, dog family? <laughs> <laughs> for that to work. Can we roll for hot dog? Uh, all right. Do you want to roll for hot dog, Mathers? I don't know. Yes. I don't know what that means, but yes. Um... <laughs> Let me look at a character sheet here. Uh, just Do like, you ever find yourself rolling for hot dog? Uh, let's see here. I, I, I would say. Well, I, I'll tell you. After, after eating a hot dog, it's a survival check. <laughs> I think roll for hot dog might be a TikTok series. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's, yeah, you could, it's like, well, listen, Mathers is proficient with hot dog stickers. So, you know, you could just say that it's a tool proficiency there. And because, you know, these other beholders, they aren't in our family. They're going to stay asleep, right? That's a great question. I mean, this is brain power in a way. So you're trying to reach out. Maybe it's like um, intelligence saving throw. Okay. Uh, 23. Holy shit. What a hot dog score. (laughs) What a great hot dog. 23 hot dogs is quite a lot. So, yes. Yeah, so separately, you're all getting bullied by beholders who are, like, much stronger than you. I think you all r- realize, like, we, we when we fought a beholder as a team of high-level characters, we almost died. So, one-on-one, none of none of you attacked first. I was interested to see if any of you were like, shut the fuck up, and just, like, tried to stab them. But, uh, so, yeah, each of you are, like, in your own little pocket of dream here. And then Mathers reaches out with uh, eye stalks, or not even eye stalks, right? They're mouth stalks. Uh, and does a kind of dream boop. What does this look like? All of you being rejoined together. I I, I would like to think that in each of these like different worlds, a little like a uh, wispy portal opens and a little tendril comes out and boops everybody on the nose. I think Buford's body is in the process of being disintegrated while that happens. <laughs> There's still a nose. You don't need a body to have a nose. 
Yeah, I mean Buford's the only one who's like currently under fire. Did you do you imagine that the the you know the tendril comes through the portal, gives you a boop, and you're all kind of pulled together in the dream, or does the boop wake you up in the real world? I mean, I can imagine there being like a stage before waking up in the real world, which is like all of these realities colliding. Yeah. And it's we, like we're this all, weird. We're all in one very messy dream. Yeah, it's this weird hodgepodge of all of our different dreams. Yeah, there's a, a medieval uh, elf tower inside the construction site of the Rezubian on a on an asteroid that is uh, under fire by pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think if you're all there together, what do you say? If so, you've all been brought together by by Mathers. Uh, uh, Trizzy's first observation upon this happening is to go. I knew someone would show up to come come get me and my exploded body. Heck yeah. When we wake up, there is an angry death tyrant we have to deal with. Oh, there's more than just a death tyrant. Uh, by the way, Mathers, that's going there. That was. I did. I pooped everybody on the nose. You're the best sheriff around, kid. I have to pull out my gun, which I have, a loaded gun. <laughs> Who gave Mathers a gun? <laughs> we, we maybe should expose him to less propaganda. This is fair. There's a lot going on here. Like, 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 what you got there? A gun? No. Just like he probably should have therapy. Not the one therapist we all know. <laughs> all right. Well. We're all here, but we're still asleep, right? So how do we break out of this? So Mathers brings you all together, uh, touching each dream with a vampiric mouth tendril. Uh, And so you find yourselves all on the comet where Max crash landed. You find yourself in the shipyard where Trizzy built a Rezubian. You find yourself outside the tower where Cecilia was imprisoned. And you find yourself in the middle of the pirate raid where Buford uh, famously blew himself up. But as you all stand there, you see approaching from each direction from one of these landmarks, a beholder, the death tyrant beholder with a skull like Buford's mask, uh, the werewolf beholder like Yaush almost became a clown beholder laughing maniacally to itself and the cyber beholder each uh tendril each eye stalk tipped with a security camera and each of them are coming for you if you die in the dream you die in real life roll initiative (laughs) 